let's pray for former Prime Minister Abe. He's so, he contributes so much, not just only about his couple, he's also, you know, grandparents also supporting us so much. He's like a kind of really offering for Mother Nation. I really appreciate him and his family and also entire our Japanese movement so much. I think before the uh, having the you know tense uh, to the father's uh, songwa ceremony, a songwa anniversary, I think uh, something we need to overcome and we can reach a different spiritual dimension. So let's unite and more supporting our true mother, also pray for Japan and Providence. 안녕하세요. Good morning. Good morning. My dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace, 안녕하십니까? Today, I'd like to talk about a life of gratitude from True Mother's Anthology, Book 1. Let's study. A life of gratitude. The blessed members of the Unification Church are pure water within this fallen world. As more pure water appears on earth, the rivers and oceans become cleaner. People who are not pure can become pure. You do not realize how valuable each person is. Every day I say this. I am the true parent, the true parent of 7.3 billion people. All 7.3 billion people need to know true parents. Our blessed members have to take responsibility for this mission. That is why I gave you the four Chanukuk holy items on the anniversary of True Parents' holy wedding. Regarding the place where Heavenly Parent resides, to go there, you need to be certified of having lived a high noon life that casts no shadows. You need to know how indebted you are as you receive the grace of this age. Whenever we think of our Heavenly Parent, we should say thank you. Thank you for true parents who have opened the way for heaven to embrace me. Thank you that I have become someone who can go in front of heavenly parent. We should begin every day by saying thank you. Thank you, Ebony Honey. Romada said, that's why I gave you the four holy items, including holy wine, and on, on the anniversary through parents of holy wedding. Regarding the place where heavenly parents reside to go there, you need to uh, be uh, certified of having lived a high noon life that cast no shadows. You need to know how indebted you are as you receive the grace of this age. My dear brothers and sisters, do you know what the authority of the Messiah is? And do you know what the unique authority of the Messiah is that no one else has? Very important point, my brothers and sisters. The Messiah has the power to forgive sins. I am telling you again, the Messiah has the power to forgive sins. In particular, he has the power to remove original sin. No one but the Messiah has the right and authority to forgive the sins of the fallen man. That's why Jesus said that 
No one can go to the kingdom of heaven except through me. The Messiah has given the right and authority to forgive sins from God and Satan and whole spiritual world. You know, that's why you know, I'm talking to you that uh, Bible, Luke chapter 5, verse 20 to 21 say, When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, Who is this fellow who speaks blessed for me? Who can forgive sins but for alone? And also Luke chapter 5, 24 says very, very clearly, but I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority owners to forgive sins. Oh my God. Only Son of Man, only the Messiah, only the true parent has authority owners to forgive a sin, not the other four saints or five saints and sages, no one else. This is the Messiah's authority and power. Only Messiah have the authority to forgive a sin. No one else. Even Satan need to be recognized. An entire spiritual world need to be recognized. Entire our ancestors need to be recognized. Even God need to be recognized. This is the Messiah's power. Messiah have the power to forgive the sin. Let's say, oh, Dr. Young, you can forgive my sin. If Satan do not allow, if God do not allow, and entire spiritual do not allow, does not make any sense. Satan accused, even though you say, you know, you can forgive someone's sin, Satan accused, then does not make any sense. When Messiah say, I forgive sin, then Satan cannot say anything because you have authority and power to forgive sin. This is the power of the Messiahs. Bible very clearly mentioned that Luke chapter 5, 24 says, but I want you to know that the son of man, the Messiah, has authority owners to forgive sins. Why should we thank true parents? This is because our true parents cleansed us from our original sin and made us born again from the lineage of sin to the true lineage. I can forgive someone, but I have no authority to forgive sins. Forgiveness does not completely remove sins. However, when true parents of the Messiah say that they forgive or forgive, then, then uh, forgive, that forgiveness completely removes sin. Nothing from the sin. Really pure. Wow. This is really amazing, my brothers and sisters, right? So if true parents declare that, you are without sin. If you drink the holy wine, you are without sin. What amazing right and authority is this? Therefore, the families with problems before or after receiving the blessing, 
have to receive the, the gift of the forgiveness from true parents. No matter what, we have to give them a chance. This is really incredible. The blessing is incredible. Blessing is forgiving your original sin. Remove your original sin. True Father said, you are forgiven. That means really completely forgiven. That's why anyone receives blessing and go to spiritual world, Satan, no qualification to ask our past sin because already Messiah forgave our sins. Then problem is, after we receiving the blessing, we commit sin, we're having some problem, Satan accuses. However, before you're receiving blessing, you commit any kind of the sins. Father said, I forgive. That means forgive. No, no more sin. Wow. This is really incredible. Incredible. This is the power of the Messiah. We need to know that about, you know. Next. The Pilgrim Fathers crossed over to America because they wanted to get away from the man-made strictures that had come to be placed on the practice of religion in Europe and be able to worship God freely as they wished. They arrived in America in the winter. Even though they suffered from the cold and hunger, they put the future first and planted the seeds they had. When they finally had their first harvest, they first offered gratitude to heaven. This is truly precious. That is why God blessed the immigrants. The reason I celebrate Thanksgiving is because I really hope blessed families can inherit the pilgrim's tradition of first offering gratitude to heaven, desiring heaven's compassion, and achieving heaven's dream. It is important to celebrate Thanksgiving, but we must live a life of faith that gives thanks for every moment of every day. That's why I keep on emphasizing to my brothers and sisters, the life of, you know, well, that appreciation is very, very important. How amazing is the fate of the gratitude that a grateful heart can even kill the cancer cells. Wow, how much great power. Those who are always grateful can always keep their health both spiritually and physically as well. Fallen man's responsibility is to be grateful in all circumstances. The apostle Paul called this the very will of God. Appreciating that is God's will in any situation, in any circumstances, that is will of God. Do you know, my brothers and sisters, Satan's attributes are dissatisfactions and complaints and are always negative. Always have the preconception, you are a bad guy, you are wrong guy, you are something wrong. You have that kind of negative concept and preconception and complaints, always dissatisfaction, 
I, when we can graduate from this kind of dissatisfaction and complaint and negative thinking and thought, Satan's attributes is like that. Fallen men always conquered by negative thought and complaint and dissatisfaction and jealousy. However, God's gratitudes are always gratitude and always absolute positivity and absolute faith. So there's nothing impossible in the name of God. When you believe that God is my father, I am son of God, if you realize that kind of relationship between God and yourself as a parent and child, your thinking is very positive and always grateful, always powerful, nothing impossible in the name of God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of true parents. Leaving divine principle, the structure and function of the physical self, let us study EDP. The reciprocal relationship between the physical self and the spirit self, the structure and functions of the physical self. The physical self consists of the dual characteristics of the physical mind and the physical body. The physical mind directs the physical body to maintain the functions necessary for its survival, protection, and reproduction. For the physical self to grow in good health, it must absorb air and sunlight, which are intangible young types of nourishment, and eat and drink food and water, which are tangible yin types of nourishment. The body has give and take with this nourishment through its digestive and circulatory systems. Good or evil in the conduct of the physical self is the main determinant of whether the spirit self becomes good or evil. This is because the physical self provides a certain element, which we call the vitality element, to the spirit self. In our everyday experience, our mind rejoices when our physical self performs good deeds, but feels anxiety after evil conduct. This is because vitality elements, which can be good or evil, according to the deeds of the physical self, are infused into our spirit self. Let's study Father's word. A world of resonance. When the spirit self and physical self harmonize with each other and with God's love, spiritual and physical cells engage in perfect motion together. Perfect motion. You must understand this. They engage in perfect motion. Therefore, when our eyes are operating, they can see everything in heaven and on earth. This is because they are engaged in perfect motion. Is it not the same with the microphone? If it is working properly, it will resonate 100%. Similarly, once our physical and spirit selves become one and attain a vitalized state through the force of love, heaven and earth, the power of that force will allow everything to resonate with the God of heaven and earth. Yes, 
through father said that when body and mind become one and body and spirit become one, they resonate with each other centering on God's love. When we go into a cave and shout, or when we go up a high mountain and shout, the sounds becomes an echo and comes back to me. Through father said that when the spirit body and physical body become one, all of my cells, uh, cells work together with the universe. Then when I open my eyes, I can see all the heavens and the earth. Then my brothers and sisters, to what extent do our bodies and minds resonate with each other? To what extent are we resonating with each other as a couple? To what extent do I resonate with my children and my parents? True Father said that anyone can communicate artistically if we experience the world in which we resonate. Therefore, it is so important that the body and mind become one according to True Father's words. If we really unite our body and mind, we live a life in which miracles happen every moment. From that point of view, we realize how far away our spiritual dimension, right, my brothers and sisters? Father said, where there's unity between mind and body, you can see every time miracle happen, every moment, every day. Why we cannot feel the miracles? Because there is no unity between mind and body. How, you know, to what extent do your body and mind really resonate you know, uh, 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 with uh, each other. This is a really issue, right, my brother said. That's why we understand what does a fall means. The fall, how much it makes relationship, far relationship between God and myself. Next. We cannot conquer Satan without a physical body. Mastering my body is the same thing as rooting out and conquering Satan. You can only go to heaven after conquering Satan. You cannot conquer Satan without a physical body. This is because the physical fall occurred on earth and consequently must be remedied on earth. If you cannot finish your earthly task, you will eternally go to hell. Therefore, when you triumph on earth and stand on the heavenly side of goodness, you can go to the eternal kingdom of heaven. Who can enter kingdom? Who, who can enter heaven? True Father said that only those who are conquered Satan can enter the kingdom of heaven. So, where does Satan dwell? The important fact is that Satan uses my body as a base to move. The fallen man's body is a shelter for Satan to stay. Therefore, if you do not conquer your body, you cannot overcome Satan. Therefore, we must completely expel Satan from our bodies in which he resides. Therefore, you know, to reach the position where my body is completely victorious, it is necessary to establish the standard of the standard of completely uh, eradicating and conquering Satan that enters through my body. However, Man can never overcome Satan after leaving his physical body. This is true father's amazing 
proclamation. Very important how much physical body important. I am telling you again, any human being can never overcome Satan after leaving his physical body. That's why once you left and go to spiritual world, there's no chance to overcome Satan. Therefore, while I'm living on the earth, I need to really overcome my physical body's limitation. You know, I need to fight with my physical body. I need to win while I'm on the earth. That's my father talking about our physical body, how important it is. So the father said this is because of physical fall occurred on earth. And consequently, it must be uh, remedied on earth. If you cannot finish your earthly tasks, you will even you will eternally go to the hell. Hell is a gathering place for broken people. From this point of view, a view we realize once again how important it is to unify the mind and body. Next, your physical life determines your eternal life. What I'm saying is that your physical life is short. It isn't long. I'm telling you, when you realize this, you feel like you are wasting time eating and sleeping. I eat on the go. I sleep on the go and play on the go. How miserable is that? The more you do that, the more blessings you can receive that no one else can receive. I'm telling you, you must all realize that this is a historical time. My brothers and sisters, how old are you now? Human beings live to 100 years or 100 years old at the most. However, as human passes 70, their vitality begins to decline. From this point of view, the period for a human to have a physical life, a physical body, and perfect his spirit body is very, very short. So now we really must live the rest of our lives with worth. We must waste, we must not waste time. Moreover, we are spending a golden period with true mother that cannot come again. True parents are telling us to find at least one person for the will of God until the day we die. The important thing is that the completion of the spirit body is a, a proportional to how many people you have saved. Today's youth ministry, formation stage of faith, and the law of the word. Let's study. Formation stage faith and the law of the word. A fallen human is always in danger because the laws of his body and the laws of the mind conflict with each other and are not naturally harmonized. To have a healthy body and mind, we need to be in harmony with each other and always be consistent. In order to do that, we must absolutely obey and regard the law of the word as life. You must thoroughly control yourself through the word. If you believe that the law of your mind and the law of your body will harmonize well and you become careless, problems will arise. Therefore, those who lead a life of faith must not be careless even for a moment. If the body is left alone, only animal instincts remain. Therefore, 
those who first enter the path of faith must work very hard to subdue their bodies. We need to be stimulated by the word and improve our habitual life that has been centered on the physical body until now. Fallen human beings cannot be, cannot be careless even for a moment, for a moment because the laws of the body and the laws of the mind are always in conflict with each other and are fighting each other. The moment I neglect the law of the mind and the lower my uh, uh, you know, God against the Satan, Satan immediately invades through my body. That's why I always have to be tense, right? Have to be tense. If you want to go thoroughly your life of faith, always have to be tense. If you lose your heart and mind, Satan immediately attack you. Therefore, I must always regard the law of the world as a life. Live centered on God's word and obey the word. You must thoroughly control yourself through the God's word. You should not give the you know, a slightest chance for Satan to come in. If a person who leads a life of faith neglects his spiritual life and leaves his body alone, he will start to move with animal instinct. Therefore, those who first enter the path of the faith must work very hard to subdue their bodies. We as humans must completely improve ourselves by forcing on a more spiritual life beyond the habitual life that we have been uh, living based on what we eat, drink, and wear. We have to realize for sure that the word of God is our life. Those who do not value the word are those who have given up the, the fight against Satan and have completely given up on spiritual growth. Next one. If a habit centered on fallen nature becomes a repeated life, there is no way to restore one spiritual life. In the formation stage, you must live your life centered on the heart, not the flesh, while obeying the word, principle, and the church system. I must let the principle enter my mind and heart and bring me peace and joy. And you must establish a good relationship with an able of faith who can manage your life of faith well. We must thoroughly discuss life with Abel, report to Abel, and receive Abel's permission. If you do well in your responsibilities and have a good relationship with Abel, you will receive approval from Abel and grow. Faith at the growth stage knows how to subdue one's own body and obeys the law of the word to control oneself, thereby influencing the other person. If you keep the law of the word and principle, you will receive life there, find your original mind, and take control of your body. And you will have a lot of new experiences that you did not have until today. Yes. You know, to improve our life in which habit centered on fallen nature are repeated and to restore one's own spiritual life, you have to rediscover your life centered on what? 
you must be very serious. You should always be able to separate the life of the spiritual mind, the life of a physical mind. That's why my brothers and sisters, day and night, I keep on emphasizing the importance of the divine principle, reading Father's word, you know, reading one hour book 100 times, 200 times, on and on, continuously need to read and become good habit. I am telling you, fallen man, without God's word, no way to control our physical, our physical body. No way. That, that, that's why God would always give us a stimulation and power to control our physical body. That's why we need to go back to divine principle, learning divine principle again, and study divine principle again, and read and read and again and again and again and again, and again until it becomes substance of the God's word. Therefore, in the formation stage, we have to live in strict obedience to the word, principle, and the church system. I have to let the principle enter my mind and heart, and so that I have a peace and joy. The next the most important thing is to find the able who can manage my life of faith well, and you must live receiving counseling all the time. You must live a thorough life of discussing with the able, reporting to the able, receiving able's permission all the time. You need to deny yourself. In formation stage of faith, if you keep the law of the word and principle, you will receive life there. Find your original mind and take control of your body. As you begin to control your body with the word, you will realize many, 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 many things and experience such amazing resurrection of life. Final slide. If you keep the law of the word and principle with joy in formation stage faith, you will quickly recognize someone who puts the word into practice more than yourself. And naturally, you will respect them. That is why the Bible says that if a lamp is lit in your heart, you will recognize the bridegroom. A lamp is when the word comes into you and becomes life. Your inner person becomes brighter and you can know the other person. If there is a life force in me, I immediately recognize someone with a higher spirit than me. In the world of learning, it's like knowing someone who is more talented than you. Therefore, if you live your life of faith right, you will know people who have more vitality than you. If you have growth stage faith, your sense of responsibility will strengthen and your skills will increase day by day as you gain vitality. A person with vitality has a living inner person. So that person's heart is always waiting and longing for the object. Also, they always try to serve others. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. In Matthew 25, there is a parable about the 10 virgins, right? The five wise virgins who prepared the oil and lamps eventually met the Lord, the bridegroom. Like the Bible verse, if a lamb is lit, lit in your heart, you will recognize the bridegroom. A lamp is a, a when the word comes into you and becomes alive, your inner person becomes a brighter and you cannot know that the other person. If there is a life force in me, I immediately recognize someone with a higher spirit than me. 
when the word enter me and becomes alive, I, I will feel spiritually who true parents are. Very important. Reverend Yohani said, someone is alive is up and down and sometimes a doubt through parents and leadership of the mother or father. So many things are happening since you joined church. That means, even Reverend Yohani said that, your spiritual life is no, the, the, not, not so stable. Also, you do not reach a certain standard. Your spirit reaches a certain standard. You cannot deny the identity of the true parents. Cannot deny. So why your life of faith is unstable and up and down and here and there? Why? Because you did not grow up. You did not reach a certain standard of your spirit. If you reach a certain standard who you are, no one can deny true father, true mother. No one deny their messiahship. No one. That's why we need to grow up. When you grow up and reach a certain standard, no one can deny God's identity. No one can deny spiritual world does exist. No one can deny through parent identity. Why you are down and up and down and influenced and influenced by environment and your life of faith is unstable because one of the main reasons you do not reach a certain standard. That's why we need to grow up our spiritual, our spiritual body. Need to grow up. If you reach a certain standard, my goodness, how can you deny spiritual world? How can you deny God? How can you deny yourself? How can you deny true parents' identity? Reverend Yohani said, Oh my God. Wow, the standard is really amazing. Mother's standard, amazing. How you dare criticize true mother? How dare you criticize true father? How dare you criticize their leadership? You do not know who they are, because your spiritual level is very, very low. If you grow from formation stage of faith to growth stage, your sense of the responsibility will become stronger. And as you have the vitality of the world, your abilities and skills will increase day by day, day by day, you will have an influence on others. A person with a vitality has a living in a person so that person's heart is always waiting and longing for object. Also, they always try to serve others. Today, we learn so many things, right, my brothers and sisters? Every morning, I'm really, we are learning many, many things from true parents. We need to really appreciate our true parents, right? Thank you very much, my dear brothers and sisters. Living testimony, I think our MC is going to introduce. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you so much, Dr. Young, for once again uh, giving us such an incredible guidance this morning. And for our living testimony, uh, we have a brother, Yonsen Tarik, from GPA's Heaven USA team. Uh, he'll be sharing on why he decided to join this uh, program, as well as his experience being on the Heaven USA team. So, uh, with that, let us welcome up Yonsen Tarek. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Awesome. So uh, while I get my application set up, I just wanted to 
share my gratitude to everybody. Thank you for working so hard, being on Morning Devotion all the time, and just being awesome people in general, waking up so early in the morning to support this whole nation together with Dr. Young. Does everyone see my PowerPoint? Yeah, I can see you. Yes, perfect, awesome. So yes, this is the, the slideshow that I used during uh, my presentation on Sunday. I prayed a lot about why uh, why I wanted to, to give this, this message. I didn't want it to be something that I've heard before. Like I have a lot of, a lot of times when a, a few of my uh, older brothers and sisters from GPA came back and gave presentations on GPA. It felt like, you know, it's just uh, something that needed to be done or something that like they were asked to do, so they did it. But I felt that there was more that uh, I could share. There was more that I could convey from what uh, Luke San wanted me to convey and what uh, just uh, my, my community needed as a whole because throughout the whole year I thought about how could I support my community how can I grow to better my own community in uh, Atlanta Georgia and yeah so the title what I get from GPA is kind of like a, I guess in a sense kind of misleading because it's more of like how what God how God guided me from GPA and what I wanted to tell my own community now that I've done a whole year of Generation Peace Academy and yep, and main things were uh, experience, insight, and healing. These were the key words that I chose because they just felt so applicable to me. The experience to uh, tell them what I was talking about, the healing process to show that I'm still growing as a person, and the insight that I received after a whole year of Generation Peace Academy. And I joined GPA because of Heaven in the USA. Uh, shout out to them. Honestly, this slideshow uh, from experience is just basically going to be a shout out of like, generate uh, heavenly USA activities because Uncle Francis guided us so well throughout the whole year. And yeah, God was working through him, through every single uh, young staff that was working their butt off to create uh, schedules out of chaos. And yeah, I'm just so grateful. But I remember when they came to this amazing uh, music and dance workshop, and it was like the first of its kind. I didn't know why Generation Peace Academy was having a music and dance workshop at all because I didn't understand Heaven in the USA at the time. I thought, you know, it was Generation Peace Academy. They basically like fundraise, talk about their feelings and their life of faith. And that's pretty much it. But when I heard about Heaven in the USA's mission and like how they were really mobilizing uh, with a complete alignment with True Mother and how they wanted to spread this Hyojung culture, but also go to different Christian churches and really testify to them about True Mother and ACLC and the, the movement as a whole, reunifying uh, North and South Korea, all of these like real world concepts that I could like uh, invest myself into through uh, things that I enjoy like music and dance. That's when I felt kind of connected and I was like, sure, you know, I'll give it a shot. I'll teach a dance to Heaven in the USA. And from that, uh, I thought that would be it, honestly. But I remember Uncle Francis after I taught the dance, after, uh, I started like closing with them. He would always ask me, so are you gonna come tomorrow? So you're coming tomorrow, right? And you're coming again tomorrow, right? And eventually I said yes to like all of them. So I basically did the whole uh, seven days of the music and dance workshop. And every closing, they always had this unison prayer where I couldn't connect to at all because everyone was like praying so loud and they were reading True Father's prayers. And I was, they were so long and I was like, oh my God, I can't like, can't stand this long. Like, I don't know why everyone's like, like doing all these things. We're like closing for like 30, 40 minutes. I'm used to like five minute, 10 minute closings. But 
I remember on the last day uh, we had like a whole hour jam session or something and I can't I couldn't like sing or anything so I was just on the drums bongoing the whole time my hands were getting like so beat up but for some reason I just kept on going I felt like I don't know the world was like so so clear to me at that moment and my only purpose was at that moment was to just bang on those bongo drums so I was banging so hard and then after that like we kind of set, settled down and uh Pastor Levi at the time he was the pastor at the Atlanta Family Church and he just said a few words that really like opened up my my heart to want to have this uh, conversation with God that I didn't have in so long after putting my life of faith on pause. So when I walked up to like the side of the sanctuary where like everyone was as well, and uh, I just remember like two parents' picture, like the huge picture in the sanctuary was like to my left. And I just said, okay, I'm just going to surrender to you, God, right now. I don't know if you're listening, but yeah, it's been it's been maybe over five years since I, I've tried this. But yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, I made a promise to God at that moment. I said, I don't know if you're listening, but God, I am completely lost in, in my way of life. I don't know what to do. And I just want, if you could just show me the way, the path that you want me to take, then I will never stray away from that path ever again. And when I said that, this was like the most incredible experience of my life. I still hold it so dearly to this day. I remember so clearly this, it was like this presence, this, this overwhelming force that just like was on my back and it was just holding my shoulders and I couldn't tell what it was, but I knew at that time that someone was listening. Someone was wanted to hear what I had to say. So I said, yeah, I just wanted to ask some questions. Do you really want me to just drop everything, drop my way of life that I have now, all the success that I built up in my uh, community uh, outside uh, of the church, outside of the church to uh, just go to GPA for a whole year and just kind of put everything that I've worked up uh, to just kind of be on the side. And then I just felt like such a warm embrace from this, this presence, this, this angel that just kind of grabbed me and my whole body was shaking because of the, the warmth and the love that I felt. I still remember it so much, that, that feeling in my mind. And I, I started freaking out. I was like, oh my God, this can't be real there's no way I can do GPA. And then it just disappeared completely. And then my body stopped shaking and stuff. And I felt like super cold, like everything just left me. And then I was like, oh, okay. So you really do want me to go to GPA. And then it all came back and I started shaking again. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. This is like the, the God experience that changed my life. Like it, oh, it, it was insane. And I just remember after that prayer, I just felt so, so like motivated, so inspired. I was like, okay. Now that I know, like from that experience that God exists, everything that I know that I know about God is from two parents. So two parents have to be the Messiah. Clear in my mind, clear as day, still clear to this day. And I had to just like follow them. I had to understand them more as people and as uh, the people that God sent. So once that happened, I like went, went to Uncle Francis, but I was nervous because I didn't really talk to Uncle Francis that much. And then Selena saw me like uh, meandering, like, should I say something? Should I not? And then she asked me, what are you doing? And I asked if I wanted to join uh, Heavenly USA. Uh, and she said, 
no, you're not going to ask. You're not real. And I was like, what? You're kidding me. So then I, I got so determined. I walked into Uncle Francis and then Uncle Francis said, I don't know if you're going to die or not, but yes, you can come. And if you, if everything works out, then uh, you can stay with us in Brooklyn. But if not, then we can send you back home. And I had like five hours to pack for a whole year. So then I packed for the whole year and I just went on my way to Brooklyn and started having the USA training uh, before all the other first years. And this was kind of just like all the training that happens with Christianity, kickoff workshop with GPA. We had COVID in like every single subregion we went to, but we were still very victorious from that providence of the start and the 21 day condition. We have Guruji and Dr. Wilson, such amazing people that I've learned so much from and really inspired me to learn more about the principal and want to give more principal lectures through this DP workshop that they attended. And winter competition with my boy, Piero Young, Matish Young, and my sisters, Jean and Maki. I love you guys a lot. And winter break with my community. Uh, such amazing people. I love them to death. The loves of my life. And you know, Dallas and Harlem. It's a crazy time with them. Love them a lot. Oh, my heavenly USA brothers and sisters. And coming back home for a little bit, one of my my uh, younger brothers passed away and has Sunghua, so I really felt like I needed to go back home during this time to support my community the most. And honestly, there was like over 200 people that came to the Sunghua and it was the most, like, most people I've seen in my church in so long. It was so beautiful, actually. Wow. And Chicago as well. Mm -hmm. uh, crazy things happened in Chicago. So many influential projects. And Dominican Republic. Got to see so many beautiful things. Bay Area, yeah, Bay Area was great. Some region two is better, but Bay Area was great. And this was the, the main topic, I suppose, of my whole, uh, what I wanted to share, what I felt like God really wanted me to convey to my community, and it was healing. It was through morning devotion in Harlem. There was a topic on immature love that Dr. Young talked about and completely broke my concept about my parents being like pe perfect people and I was just an unfilial child. But yeah, understand that my parents are also growing too and their ability to love as immature people in love. And apologizing for giving my parents was a big thing as well as uh, vulnerability. I feel like apologizing and forgiving your parents is easy, but being vulnerable to them afterwards is the biggest, the hardest thing when it comes to like any second generation to the first generation. So me, I just wanted to kind of uh, share both sides of like the, the struggle between the relationships between first and second generation and convey that in a way that could be easily understood even by the people of my community. And the insight I received was just growing up, uh, I really felt like the first generation in my community had this my way or the highway mentality. Like I'm right and whatever you say, you're questioning the principal or you're questioning me and you don't have the authority to do so. So you shouldn't uh, question me at all. And I felt no love from that whatsoever. Uh, none of my uh, brothers and sisters felt any love. We just felt like we couldn't do anything. It was just, we were binded by the principal with like no ounce of or morsel of love to even represent what the principal really means. And yeah, second generation just started dropping like flies after that. I mean, and all the first generation were like, what's going on? Like everyone's just like leaving and they didn't understand why, but it was so clear to us. We couldn't understand why the first generation couldn't see the same way. And yeah, second generation feel, uh, felt so much more love from each other and people outside of the movement rather than any parental love that we received inside the movement. So a lot of us did go, end up moving on and uh, try to find uh, external ways to make feel like more uh, accepted in the world. And kind of uh, some 
pointers or some some things I wanted to share was listening empathically to the second generation, first generation, or between second generation as well, um, because we've never really felt listened to, we never really felt like our us as like the first generation of God's lineage. We never felt like we were actually listened to by even the first generation who uh, created a, such a beautiful foundation as for us to stand on. And we need to grow our relationships with each other as first and second generation. We really need to bridge this this gap between us. And vulnerability, which is so hard, and empathic listening is something that I learned from uh, Uncle Bento in Subregion 5 during his talk. I felt it was so applicable to um, my own like family relationship with my parents, as well as, I'm sure, relationships all across the country as well. And yeah, just following Dr. Young's example of a model church for the sake of my own community in Atlanta, Georgia, and Subregion 2, and also outside of the church as well. It's not just like the people inside, but outside that we have to reach out to. If uh, the church disappeared in my community, then would anyone in my neighborhood even care that the church is gone? That's kind of the mentality that I want to have whenever I'm in, at the church and I want to reach out to the people, the neighbors, whoever it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, pretty much all I wanted to share. I'm sorry if I went a little over time, yeah. but thank you thank guys so you, much. Thank you. Thank time. you, uh, Yonisan. Wow. You matching, matching shirts. Well, thank you so much for your beautiful sharing. You, you have incredible experience while you are in GPA. Kamsahamida, thank you. Thank you, Yonsan, uh, for that incredible sharing. Yeah, I think uh, with all that experience, the first moment you had with that time you were wrestling with God in that prayer, I think that was the defining moment for you. So thank you for listening to God's voice. And also, uh, we have a special report prepared for you. Uh, this was uh, upon Dr. Young's request. Uh, and this will be given by Joshua Holmes on his experience with one-on-one -on -one divine principle study with uh, ministers. So with that, Joshua, if you can please unmute and share. Hello, Morning Devotion family. Yansan, Tariq, my goodness, amazing testimony. Uh, of course, thank you, Dr. Yong, and thank you, uh, all of our brothers and sisters from uh, just all over the world and the nation. So I was asked to give last night a very, just a, a short report, simple report on what we've been doing with our ACLC New Jersey, together with Dr. Greg Aguilon, who is the coordinator here, and myself doing small group EDP study with ministers. And this has been an initiative. Dr. Young is on full force here in Jersey. Uh, I feel like I almost, sometimes I feel like I, I'm in Jersey every day. Uh, but I'm still here in Manhattan, but it's been such an incredible experience. And the, one of the major aspects that he's been emphasizing is the importance of EDP study with ministers that we have not done enough of a, enough of a job of, of sharing the principle directly from father's words within his, uh, uh, the exposition of the divine principle, uh, with our ministers. And so, uh, we decided that the method that we would approach this with is small group style. So doing more of an intimate study rather than bringing somebody to hear lectures together with 20 other people, but having this just intimate experience. And so we had a chance to meet with the Edwards couple this uh, past two days, yesterday and the day before, with Bishop Jesse Edwards, Dr. Tanya Edwards, Dr. Greg Aguilon, of course, and his wife and son were there supporting, preparing meals. And we were actually at the Edwards house. So we spent two days at their home and I was facilitating this two days divine principle Hundoke study together, 
All of this started, however, with a meeting with Dr. Young. Uh, Dr. Young has been meeting with these ministers, planting this inspiration in their hearts, moving them uh, to become disciples of true parents and advocates of the principle. And of course, the Edwards have been leaders in this for many years, but we wanted to bring them closer in order to uh, cultivate this model in New Jersey. So it was such an amazing experience. Oh my gosh, I actually cannot explain it all in such a short amount of time. But very simply, uh, we studied from the 12-hour lecture manual, as you can see there, uh, which they sell online at the Family Federation store. And this 12-hour manual uses direct words and content from the EDP and provides us, I feel like it's a perfect amount of content for Christian ministers to thoroughly learn the principal content without compromising on areas that maybe other smaller versions it has to remove because it's shorter. So it provides also these diagrams, as you can see, uh, and summarizes the main contents that are in the Black Book, allowing for more of a focused study. And I thought it was such an incredible time. And so for the first day, we, we studied, Dr. Young, the EDP for nearly seven hours the first day. We got there and then uh, all day long, we just stopped for meals and short breaks. And for the second day, we studied for five hours. And uh, it felt like we could keep going. And the reason is because it was so enriching. I wish I had the EDP in front of me, but uh, we we're just reading and we would stop and discuss and take time to digest what we were learning and so many inspirations. Um, and so we started from introduction and we got all the way through part one of the divine principle in two days. And after reading each section, we would stop, take time to share our inspirations or what we are learning. And this method of hundoke and discussion style of learning EDP was different. It was different. It provided a more enriching experience of studying the principle. We could share from our heart more freely, uh, express questions that we had. I had questions towards the Edwards, and the Edwards had questions towards Dr. Greg. And we even could challenge the content and come to a more thorough understanding. Even in one experience, Dr. Tanya, I hope she's okay with me expressing this. I know she watches Devotion. Uh, her heart, she was sharing with many tears that she could see for the first time that God was not just subject in our life, but God is object to us, seeking joy from human beings. And she was crying and I was, I was crying. Anyway, it was a very deep experience of God's heart being present and, and being understood. Also, we treated this DP study not as a, we are teaching you the principle, uh, but as we are learning the principle together which we believe allows for more of a, a genuine learning. And Dr. Greg Aguilon expressed at one point that he felt like he learned more from these two days of the principle than he's learned from any UC Divine Principle <laughs> workshop, just from this chance to really uh, discuss and share centered on uh, True Parents' work. Uh, throughout that whole reading, we were taking notes, as you can see, uh, covering many pages with inspirations and key points. And also we had our Bibles and our, our black books together with us that we would regularly reference. And also just spending those two days together gave us a chance to enjoy. There's a lot of laughter, food, fellowship, and developing a closer relationship of heart. Of course, Dr. Greg and his barbecue ministry. And uh, the idea, so we finished part one and we will continue to read and complete the second part of the principle next week with them. And uh, I really see that this model that Dr. Young is putting forward, that we're not here to just lecture, we're here to study and allow that to be the basis centered on the word of the principle for a deeper understanding. I see it 
coming true. I've never, I've never experienced anything like this. So uh, thank you, Dr. Young. Thank you, family. Wow. Thank you, Dr. Joshua, great. You are really making the model course. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much. You are doing great job. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Joshua, for that wonderful report. And also, uh, thank you to Dr. Greg for uh, really being there uh, and supporting uh, with Joshua at this time. And well, of course, it comes the barbecue ministry. <laughs> the barbecue ministry, yes, that brings so much joy and love to everybody.
let's pray for former Prime Minister Abe. He's so, he contributes so much, not just only about his couple, he's also, you know, grandparents also supporting us so much. He's like a kind of really offering for Mother Nation. I really appreciate him and his family.